0: One, two, three, listen. Hey, everybody, this is Ask Doctor Gans, the podcast. Stress, everybody's got it, everybody has it, so how do we deal with it? That's a great question. How can we eliminate the bad stuff, and how can we actually use stress to help reboot or reconfigure in a positive manner for success at every level? Well, joining us, as always, is Dr. Gans Ference. My name's Bryn Griffiths. I'm your host. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm excited about this podcast number six because I saw the topic, and it's called, quote, celebrate your way out of stress. <laughs> and the more I think about it, I'm definitely a celebrator out of stress kind of guy because in the morning, not everybody's a morning person. Yeah. I, I tend to be one of them. So usually if anybody's going to be a little excitable or a little pumped uh-huh. or a little jacked in the house, it will be me first thing in the morning. But I'm starting to notice that not only do I celebrate the mornings, everybody else is starting to kind of pick up on it a little bit as oh, well. Yeah. Right Now, they'll be the usual roll their eyes, like, oh, my God. <laughs> But but for the most part, I think everybody's just kind of picking up on that enthusiasm. And I consider that celebration for for me. it, It
1: is. It is. And, you know, if you can start your day like that, that's awesome. Because when you celebrate and you have that kind of energy, clearly it has been contagious. Even if I don't want to admit it, right? You know, this is this is contagious of something positive, right? So our attitudes, our feelings, our energy, all that stuff's contagious. Anybody who has done sales in their lives, uh, commission sales or other sales, they understand that if they are low energy, their their person, their their prospect's not going to buy, right? But when their energy's high, they feel good. It doesn't mean you have to be bouncing off the walls or talking rapidly or anything like that, but just just the just the idea I made of a career
0: the, of that bouncing <laughs> off the walls with the positive energy
1: but but here's the thing that's natural for you that, yeah. that so yes, it's it is. natural for you right <laughs> so so this is just who you are that's just part of your personality so you know but when you have that positive energy you know it is it is uh, contagious that people get it but more importantly for you is that you set yourself up for success the rest of that. I say celebration is actually fuel for future and further success. So acceleration is something I don't think generally we do enough of, but it's something that's extremely powerful, whether to deal with stress or to have more success or whatever. It's it's a a very, very powerful tool.
0: Vocabulary is very big to people. Can you tell in 30 seconds whether or not... This is a half-full, glasses-half-full kind of person or a half-empty kind of person? Can you tell that fast?
1: Uh, um, maybe not in 30 seconds. Well, it depends. It depends how bad they, the person is. But, you know, you can tell it by people's language, for sure. Because, you know, how, do they tend to focus on what is going well? Do they tend to focus on what's going wrong? Uh, you can tell by their posture, by their face, all this other stuff, right? So it's interesting that you talked about language because they did a study. Linguists studied language. Uh, this is a few years ago now. And what they found was that The average individual had four times as many words for negative experiences Uh as they do for positive experiences, right? And the thing is humans tend to think in terms of words. So geez, what does that say about (laughs) our state of mind typically, right? And that's just the average person. You know, there are people on the like darker side of this, right? So there, who knows how skewed their language is, right? So one of the things that I do when I coach people is um, work on their vocabulary, Work on, you know, what are the words that you use for good experiences? A lot of times people use the lack of a bad experience to describe a good experience. So what what does your body feel like? Well, I don't have pain in my shoulder, so I guess I'm okay. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: that's kind of a... I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Right, right. How are you today? Well, I'm right side of the dirt. I'm still here. I'm still (laughs) kicking. It's it's all good. All good. But you know, there. Think about the energy that you're. The opportunity to have different energy you have by using sort of a double negative in terms. In turn, instead of using a positive, it's like, "How are you today? I'm feeling great. I love this. This is good. I'm feeling
0: up. I got energy
1: today. This is great."
0: I had the opportunity of working with a broadcaster named Bill Matheson. Oh yeah crazy, crazy Bill. I miss him. uh, Rest in peace. But you'd ask every time you'd ask Bill, how you feeling today? He'd go, if I was feeling any better, I'd have to be restrained. (laughs) And I use that all the time now. And people go, oh, brother. (laughs) But you know what? That's just generally how how I feel. Yet there's negativity that can sometimes creep in with all of us. The word that I find that I'm catching myself on lately is problem. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got a problem with and now, I'm every time I say the word problem," i now stop and I go the challenge." Yes, because it's a more I think it's a more positive on the negative. But I can't be the only one of of many that are going through that.
1: No, no. Uh, the, it will sneak in. I mean, a lot of this is conditioning that we have from our culture, from you know, just being around in in our society right now. You'll pick ups on stuff, right? But if we can start to think about how we use language, not just the language we say that comes out of our face, right but the stuff that happens inside of our head as well, that makes a huge difference in terms of our energy level and and not just our energy level in terms of getting stuff done, but also our physiology. Because like, well, if you think about saying, oh man, I got this problem, oh, I'm super tired. Oh man, this is an awful day. Oh, can't, oh, what's gonna happen today, right? You can just kind of hear and feel all the energy just drain from you you're actually putting your body in a negative state, a state of stress and a state of difficulty, but using a, a word like challenge. Yeah, this, this is a challenge here. It's much more optimistic. It's much more, uh, there's room for us to figure this out. And, and the word challenge also means that when I overcome the challenge, I'm actually gonna be able to celebrate that. I'm actually gonna be able to grow and I'm gonna have some new skills. And so it's a much more productive and life affirming word than say problem. And so I would really encourage people to really think about the, the language you use externally to other people, but also language you use inside your head because that has very, very, very powerful effects on how we feel and how we do. Did you ever read the books, the Winnie the Pooh books? I, I, I never read the books. No, okay. I saw the little cartoons.
0: I, I'm just going to point this out mm-hmm. because – Eeyore was the right. was a rather negative little donkey, right? Which may have been an appropriate characterization for that particular character, <laughs> but I know too many Eeyores out mm-hmm. there that just can't find a way to be positive. And I think to myself, how are you going through life like this when you should be celebrating every oh, yeah. day as a new adventure?
1: Oh yeah, it's, it's brutal. I mean, the people people who are pessimistic tend to say they're more realistic, right? But you know, let, let's let's do a little bit of a uh, a logical analysis of this. Okay. You may be seeing it clearly possibly, right? But let's say you got an event coming up and you think it's going to go badly. All right. Or you're going to have a problem coming up. Okay. So if this is two weeks away, you're going to think about that problem for two weeks. You think about how bad it's going to go. Um, You're going to be stressed out. You're going to feel, you know, your energy leave you. Um, And then you get to the problem and let's say it does show up you're going to be empty. You're going to be (laughs) exhausted by the time the problem does show up. So you're not going to be as efficient or effective at solving the problem as, as you could be. Let's say the problem doesn't show up though. Now you've just wasted two weeks of stress and beating mm-hmm. your body up and whatever. <laughs> so, so you're gonna lose either way. If it doesn't show up, you lose, right? And you, you have a momentary little bump of, hey, it didn't go as bad as I thought, awesome, or thank God or whatever, right? They wouldn't say awesome, um, right? Um, so you have a little bit of bump of that, but you've, you've just spent two weeks stressing about something that never showed up. So you lose either way. But if you're optimistic and you're thinking positive, what happens is if the problem shows up, yeah it'll be a little bit of a shock possibly but you can be optimistic without without really kind of being like blind to the possibility that something might might go off the rails at some point but the difference is you will have energy to actually solve that problem. You'll be able to look at that challenge and figure out, okay, here's how I can get out of this. But if it doesn't show up, you've also now had two weeks of bliss, right? You've had two weeks of joy and you've, you're you're feeding your body and your physiology in a positive way.
0: Let's talk about that celebration in a second, but we have to tell everybody that you're tuned in to Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. We talk about stress every week and there's so many different types of stress. Oh, yeah. We're never going to run out of topics. And you can also check us out on Facebook. And all you have to do is go to Ask Dr. Gans. It's as simple as that. That's Ask Dr. with a D-R, Gans. Okay, let's talk about 60 seconds of celebration. I saw this and I went, what is that?
1: <laughs> so this, this is uh, just a technique that I teach people when I'm coaching with them, right? This, what you want to do is you want to bookend your day. So you know that well. You do this automatically, right? When you wake up in the morning, you can lie in bed, and if you take just sixty seconds, just a minute, and you think about all the good stuff that you have in your life. Wow, really, I feel really good about you know what I'm going to be doing this afternoon. I'm going to see a friend, or I feel good, you know, I had a really good sleep last night, or whatever it is. Anything that you feel good about, uh, you want to spend just sixty seconds just contemplating that, allowing yourself to feel happy. Or all the blessings you have in your life, or things you've accomplished, or how good it is, or the sun shining, or where you live, or how soft the pillow is—whatever it is—okay. Because yeah. the the idea is it's it's about the state of being that you are trying to generate or trying to uh, exercise, as opposed to the content of what you are feeling happy for. Anything will work, okay. So you do that at the beginning of the day. Then at the end of the day, the last uh, last minute. Just when you're in bed and you're kind of getting settled and you're ready to drift off to sleep in that little twilight zone there, Mm -hmm. the same thing. Start to think about, ah, this was a good day. This is what went well. Ah, I love this. I'm looking for it. I hope I dream about this or, you know, whatever. And you celebrate the day at the end of the day. Well, you're doing two very powerful things. One, you're starting your day off right. You're starting your day off in the right, right position, right? Your mind is looking for good stuff. And what we know about the brain is what we focus on, we get more of. If we tend to think about something, the brain will go out and look for more of that stuff. So if we're celebrating, the brain's gonna go out and look for more stuff to celebrate. It's gonna create more stuff to celebrate, so your day is gonna go better. You're gonna feel better, be happier, have more joy in your life, which means you're, you will be more productive, far less stressed, everything will work better. Then at night, you celebrate that and what you're doing is you're seeding and you're, pre, you're, you're kind of setting up your subconscious for a better night's sleep. Typically, you're going to sleep deeper. You're going to be more rested because your dreams are going to be more positive, right? You're seeding your subconscious with happy thoughts, thoughts of joy, thoughts of happiness and fulfillment. And so you're getting it on both sides. So you're bookending your day and that's why I call it 60 seconds of celebration because it just takes a minute on each end.
0: My dad, who passed away 30 years ago, uh, when I was going through a difficult time, and we've talked about this previously on podcasts about how you and I had this volatile temper when we were younger and that kind of thing. Well, for me, going from probably grade 10 to 12 was pretty, like I'm guessing most 10, 11, and 12s was a pretty stressful time, but my dad gave me two pieces of advice. He said, make your bed every morning Mm -hmm. because you start the day with a sense of accomplishment. Absolutely. He's absolutely right on that. The other one though, is I like to take a nice shower in the morning before going off to school, but I did this, I, I had my room in the basement and there was a washer and dryer in there. So I would take the towels and I'd take about three of them and I'd throw them in the dryer. And then when I was done With the shower, I would pull them out and wrap myself around it and sit on the floor, pull one over my head, and I did kind of this meditation thing for, I don't know, maybe about five minutes, and it really cleared my brain and put me in a more positive frame moving forward through the day. And I wish I was doing that more, because I don't do that as much anymore. Well,
1: you should reinstate that, because that's brilliant, Brent. That's 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 amazing. You know what? You know, you may not have understood what you were doing, but you recognized that it felt good and it helped, right? Absolutely. It, yeah. yeah. And, it, and and to be to be able to do that and think about that and practice that at such a young age—that's just brilliant. And I'm sure that's that's a big reason you were able to get through like high school and probably where you are now, right?
0: Well, it certainly calmed me down. Yeah. There's no denying that. And now, and there's a lot of stress in the world. So if you can find these little methods or these little tricks or techniques, I got to think that, how can that be bad? Absolutely.
1: Well, and, you know, just to to understand what you did there and, and, you know, there are other ways to create that as well. What you did was you did something very um, powerful to bring your attention to your senses, to your body. And you know, by having the warm towel around you after you come out of the shower, and just kind of sitting there, and and giving yourself the space and the time and the permission to actually just be still for a second, right, or five minutes or whatever it is, your your attention was pulled to how good it felt, and the the nurturing feeling, the the kindness that you were treating your body with. And that is just so healthy for your physiology, for your immune system, for your brain. And you're right, that would, that would just melt, like melt the stress away and also relax your body. And a great way to start your day. So now the other thing you're doing by doing that is by, by being focused on your senses like that, you're kind of firewalling your life. So if there was stress or some stuff didn't go well the day before, this is a great way to just reset and start again. So you didn't have that same leftover stress, just starting that vortex of crap that, you know, we usually end up getting caught in. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so it was brilliant, brilliant, brilliant way to do that.
0: It just, I don't know. It just, uh, you know, I guess maybe this is, we talk about setting your, uh, you, you know, setting your cruise control mm-hmm. and and getting your, uh, your, I guess your, vessel going in the right direction yeah. is huge but are people doing a good enough job right now of investing two minutes <laughs> subconsciously or consciously to try to put themselves in a positive frame of mind either at the start of the day or at the end of the day
1: or any time of the day no sure way. listen the, the problem one of the big problems that i see is happening in society is all our technology technology is wonderful i'm not an anti-technology person but the problem is that technology has developed and grown and the tools and the opportunities have, have moved so fast we have not had a chance to really figure out how to use some of the stuff and we'll just grab it and adopt it you know adopt it really quick and and after a while it seems like the technology takes over the, the one of the problems that i see happening with young people is that they're they're always in their phones they're you know uh, there's <laughs> Optometrists are saying that people tend to have worse eyes now because they're staring at their, sc- their screens all day. Um, uh, doctors are finding that you know posture is going down. Uh, people are developing little spurs on the back of their necks from looking down at their phones all the time. So we haven't really figured out how to interact with technology in a positive way. We just do it because it's available. The majority of people, unfortunately, don't actually take two minutes in their day to have quiet even just quiet even forget about celebration just like not have information coming at them we always got the tv playing or the music going or we're looking at our phones or we're you know there's a buzz or whatever a blip whatever and and we don't actually shut everything down for a few minutes just to give our brain a chance to breathe and so this is you know doing something like the 60 seconds of celebration at least you're getting two minutes a day it would be awesome if you do that throughout the day a couple times during the day as well that breaks up your stress and, like I said, it puts that that sense of that firewall up, so you don't have whatever happened early in the day kind of continue to to play later on uh, as you could try to do something different. So taking the time to just be still and listen to your body and and getting in touch with your senses, and I'll tell you more about how to how to you know. Find find a way to focus in on that in a second.
0: Okay, you're uh, tuning in to Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. We're talking about stress, ways to alleviate it. That type. T- Today we're actually talking about how you can celebrate your life, which is a huge, huge thing. You can check us out online at askdrgans.com. So I would do this in the morning, mm-hmm. which would set my table for the stress of high school. Yep. And it worked pretty well for the most part. It was able to kind of keep my compass i guess mm-hmm. calibrated properly but i am I'm, I'm i'm seeing with a lot of people now that they're going to bed with their phones, <laughs> their phones on yeah. there's a television in the bedroom yeah, yeah. and i'm thinking how are you able to turn things off when everything is to use a better term turned on yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. well no it, so the the problem is you're not that's that's the problem it, it, and Uh, You know when we talk about sleep uh, that's gonna be part of part of the deal So if if you're going all day and go 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 information's coming at you you're checking stuff You're always sort of like, you know My my joke is with technology. We're basically on call to the world all the time now except no one's getting paid Um, so uh, We you know if you're going uh, Hard all day, and then you want to go to bed It's kind of like driving your car down the highway at 100 kilometers an hour then slamming in park, right not going to be good for anybody or anything. So you really do need to uh, put all that stuff away at least half an hour. If not, what they recommend is an hour before you go to bed. I I don't have a bed... Uh, uh, TV in the bedroom. I don't look at my phone before I go to sleep. There's all sorts of issues that come up with that when you do that. But you know, on the flip side, when you are able to practice this little, little celebration in the morning, a little celebration at night, you do tend to shut everything down and retrain your brain to do something different. But what would happen if you did this throughout the day as well? And whether it's celebration or just kind of like, um, being mindful talking, you know, when you're walking on the, on the, grass, you can actually hear the grass underneath you or soon it'll be snow, right? Or whatever it is, depending on the part of the world you're, you're living in right now. Uh, when you can just kind of smell the air, when you're in the shower and you can feel the the wetness of the water or smell the shampoo or the soap, or, you know, you're eating your food and you can taste the, taste the different flavors or notice the textures or the smells, anything that's going to bring you to your senses is part of what they call mindfulness. And what that does is it it gives you a break from the noise of your brain. And it really does help you to um, practice being present, being being fully where you are when you're there. That is a huge, huge stress reliever, huge, because most of the stress that we have is like stuff from the past that we're worried about or feeling guilty about or looking at the future, thinking that something bad is going to happen, right? And you know, it's, it's one of my mentors called it a misuse of imagination. <laughs> Worry is a misuse of imagination. And so we stress ourselves out. But when you're able to come to your senses and, and just be present in that moment and really notice what it is you're doing. Even even, you know, what is what does your butt feel like in a chair? Something as simple as that. That really can help you cut the stress, feel, make make you feel better. And then when it's time to go to bed at night, your body has this frame of reference for being able to stop and say, Oh, it's okay to stop. All right cool. Okay, we can go to sleep.
0: Weird thing happened to me the other day coming into the studio. I was a little past uh, rush hour traffic, Mm -hmm. and it was a beautiful day. We haven't had a lot of those here this summer, but the wind was blowing through the car, and it just felt so wonderful Mm -hmm. to me. And while I should be paying attention, and I'm not saying that I wasn't, but while you're paying attention to your driving, and a lot of driving is subconscious as much as it is conscious, but it was that that's a memory for me of this yeah. past summer. Was I just remember how beautiful the day was, and I remember the being basically uh, embraced by this warm breeze, yeah. and and I guess maybe I was having a quick little celebration moment there Absolutely. while I was driving.
1: Uh, that that's exactly what that was. That that's brilliant. And any time you can do anything like that, Brent. Anytime any of us can do anything like that, where we're having a moment where, oh wow. That is a beautiful sunset or look at the green of those trees or ah oh, the warm breeze that's that's awesome or a favorite song comes on the radio or whatever giving yourself permission to feel it and to pay attention to the fact that you feel it i mean you're not going to like not drive you're not going to lose focus you're actually going to be more focused is what they under, what what uh, research shows you're you're more focused on what you're doing because you're more present you're more present because you're experiencing this thing in the moment and you're letting yourself experience it in the moment. So the more we do this, the better we get at it. And after a while we we're our baseline, our our default setting is being present.
0: Does this get easier when you get older or does it get tougher? <sighs> Well,
1: <laughs> anything gets easier with practice. So it's not, okay. so, much, it's not so much the age. Uh, it depends on what you've been practicing. So if you've been practicing crap for like 60 years, then <laughs> no, it's going to get harder. But if you practice this for 60 years, yes, you're going to get better at it.
0: This is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. We're talking about stress. You can check us out on Twitter. Here's the handle, at... Ask Dr. Gans. Seems pretty straightforward. Okay, so we've talked about celebration. We have to celebrate people who are tuning in from all over the place. Absolutely. The best part about podcasting is you can reach people all over the world, like places like Calgary. Yep. Uh, Let's see. Wichita Falls, Texas. Awesome. I think that's pretty fantastic. Another one that I saw just the other day was Ashburn, Virginia. Mm -hmm. Love it. Courtney, British Columbia out there in Vancouver Island. Beautiful part of the country. And also Amsterdam. Yes. Well, you know what? I've never been to Amsterdam. I've, I've always never, wanted just, to go there. I
1: was just saying the same thing. I was like, I would like to go visit. So, you know, the listener out there, if you, you know, anytime I'm in town, let me know and you know, <laughs> we can hang out.
0: You have a book out. Yes. And uh, we, what are we, are we giving something away
1: here? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, so we get got a winner for one of our, our contests um, is Ryan Lerman from Coral Springs, Florida at Owls fan nine five four. So congratulations, Ryan! Thanks for all your input, and uh, yeah, we're sending you out a copy of the Me Factor, uh, your systematic guide to getting what the hell you want. So hope you enjoy it.
0: I just got through it. You're going to love it, and it's going to sit close by because trust me, you're going to go through it a second or a third time. Well, I know I do. Uh, I, I I've noticed that already. That it's uh, it's it's a handy and comforting book just to have right there. In case you need to do a little refresher course.
1: Well, I think of it as a, kind of a manual. It's, it's my, a manual for me, and I re- really wrote it to make sure my kids have something to refer back to, too, so that uh,
0: they can, you know, avoid a lot of the pitfalls that I had to kind of figure out the hard way. Thanks for your time today. Hey, thank you for having me. Every podcast, we try to help you chip away at the stress monster with helpful advice and tips. I think we gave plenty away today. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to drop us a note on our website, which is askdrgans.com. Also, post a quick note below the podcast portion. You'll see it right down there because we'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Or something you'd like us to maybe address in the future, and we'll get to that. Once again, the website, AskDrGans.com, and take a look at the many features you're going to find on there. Information on seminars, right? Yes, absolutely. Workshops. I love doing them. Cool stuff to buy. Don't forget the book, The Me Factor, we just talked about. Plus, you can reach Dr. Gans for any public speaking event you have. It was in Chicago not long ago, the Windy City. Absolutely. It's your old neck of the woods too, right? I used to live there. Yeah, I lived there for a year. Beautiful. I love Chicago. It's a great place. Dr. Gans, thanks for your time today more great podcasts to come. I'm Bryn Griffiths. Thanks for listening and tell your friends. Have yourself a great day. We're back next week. One, two, three, listen.